Prologue, 3rd of May, 2072. And I'll have a club sandwich on rye with a Comquat spritzer, thanks. The man spoke to the waiter as he closed out the digital menu displayed on the table. He enjoyed the nostalgia of having a person come to the table to take your order. It added a touch of personal service. He thought many eateries were sorely missing. The man's companion, a brunette woman in her mid-forties, idly twirled the ice cubes in her water with her straw. He watched for a moment, then looked at the glass tabletop which now displayed the daily news. He tapped the table and a graph showing the weekly march of the global stock exchange appeared before him. The GSE continued to climb, up a point and a half in the last 12 hours. A gust of wind blew across the veranda and the man followed the current, then gazed across the street. It was a warm spring day in Oklahoma City. The sun shone above the restaurant's patio, where some 25 other patrons enjoyed their lunch break. I think I'll go to the club after work, get a swim in, the woman said, as she continued to twirl the ice in her glass. Yeah? The man asked, absent-mindedly, as his fingers scrolled down the table, and he changed graphs from one stock in his portfolio to the next. Yeah, the woman said. She stopped twirling the ice cubes and let the straw settle in the drink. The water continued to swirl around the buoyed straw. That means you'll have to pick the twins up from practice. Yeah, the man said. His cheek rested on his hand, and his eyes were cast down at the tabletop. David, are you listening to me? I need you to pick up the twins from practice. I heard you, sweetie. He closed out the graphs on the tabletop, and the screen faded away leaving only a faint reflection of David and the blue sky above. He looked up at his wife and gave her a smile. She smiled back and returned to twirling the ice in her drink. Thank you. I just wasn't sure you were paying attention. I was, the man said, the smile still on his face. He studied her delicate fingers as they played with the straw. She made this childish motion look graceful. A man sitting alone in the corner of the patio caught David's eye. Wearing a granite suit with a black shirt underneath, he blended into the shade. Only his right foot crossed over his left knee, basked in the sun while the rest of him was covered by the restaurant's awning. David watched the man while his wife opened a nap on the table and played drone footage of celebrities walking in and out of their massive homes. The man in the corner caught David's curiosity because instead of being entranced by the table screen or his all-purpose device, the shaded man had a binder next to his plate filled with a few centimeters of paper. It had been some time since David had seen someone in public with so much physical reading material. He thought about how big of a hassle it would be to lug around so much paper. Linda said that their family is going to Havana next month to vacation. Yeah? David watched the man lick his thumb and turn a page in the binder. I think it's time we start planning our next trip. The twins have their summer break coming soon, and the only vacation we have planned is to see your parents in Kansas City. His wife had stopped playing with the ice in her glass and was looking at David again. She removed her sunglasses and placed them on the table. What do you think about Kinshasa? The riverfront is supposed to be spectacular since the renovations. We haven't been to Africa in years, not since the safari, and the twins were just tykes then. I don't see why not, David said. 
He synced his APD to the tabletop and looked at his planner. Why don't you book a flight for the third week of June, Christy? David's job in sodium ion sales had provided the family with ample opportunity to travel the globe and see all the most highly recommended tourist sites, at least those located in the white zone. Christy finished tapping at the table, then took a drink of water and crunched an ice cube between her teeth as she put the glass down. Done, she said, and I scheduled our vaccinations as well. Should be fun, David concluded duly. He hated when Christy chewed ice, but none of his previous efforts had impeded the quirk. His eyes drifted away from his wife and into the restaurant through the opening to the patio. Among the crowd, he caught the gaze of a tall, well-built man. As recognition settled on both men's faces, David tilted his head back in acknowledgement. The man inside said something to the group he was conversing with, then strode through the rows of tables, out the opening, under the awning and into the sunlight. David started to stand when the man was two meters away. David, exclaimed the man. No, no, keep your seat. How the hell are you? David lowered himself back into his chair, then grasped the man's hand firmly. A broad smile spread across his face. Charlie, I'm great. Just great, my friend. How are you? Christy noticed her husband's sudden burst of energy and charisma. She turned her head to look at Charlie as she held up one hand to shade her naked eyes from the bright sun. And this must be your lovely wife. How do you do? Even more gorgeous than advertised, Charlie said. Christy blushed and grabbed Charlie's hand, keeping the other cupped from her cheek to her forehead. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes, Charlie, this is my wife, Christy. Christy, this is Charlie Larkin. We met a few years back rafting with Connor. Shit. What was that now? Six? Seven years ago, David inquired, bringing the conversation back between the boys. Seven years next month, if you can believe it. We need to go back on the magpie soon. Charlie placed both palms on the table and leaned forward. How is your brother? I haven't seen Connor in ages. You still hawking sodium ion commodities? That's a dying industry with the new developments they're making with batteries, huh? David's face grew stern for a split second from the barb but quickly regained its enthusiasm. Connor's fine. He was in town and we got together for drinks about six weeks ago. But yes, I'm still with Nanclex. And those new developments, as you put it, are still theoretical, infantile. Sodium ion isn't dying. If anything, we're in our golden years. With the prevalence of... David's reply was cut short by the roar of a gasoline-powered engine. The entire restaurant hushed at the rare sound. Standing high above the shorter electric vehicles, David eyed an ancient pickup speeding down the street. As it approached the corner and the couple's lunch spot, he saw three figures rise from the truck bed. The sudden burst of machine gun fire split through the air and was quickly joined by the sounds of screams and shuffles and crashing glass. David dropped beneath the table, shielding his head with his arms. He glanced at his wife and saw only her knees, shins, and stilettoed feet. She was still seated, exposed to the danger. David began to crawl, hoping to grab her ankle and pull her to the safety below. Then, in his periphery, there was a blur of movement. It was Charlie. He was on the ground, his eyes wide, his mouth agape, black blood bubbling down his cheek into the cement. The visual terror was only overtaken by the unbelievable heat of an explosion.
Then, David's world went blank.